Hey guys, welcome to What's the Word? We've been talking all week about uh, business strategies and kingdom business. We're going to jump into it again today. Go ahead and like, subscribe, share the broadcast, click that notification button, and uh, let's jump in. We're going to talk about big business building habits. Big business building habits. That's a little difficult to say, but put that in the comments. Big business building habits. <laughs> oh, I like our new graphic. That's awesome. Look at that. That's really cool. <laughs> hey, and guess what? You know, yesterday I talked about having our nets prepared, right? So literally, right before I walked out the door to get here, we just got the availability to receive Bitcoin. So literally, I was up last night, late, very late, and uh, applied at three different places. One of them had a, actually a user-friendly uh, system to it, and that one's available. We'll have actually multiple places where we can receive it, but uh, we're getting that all together. Why? Because we want to be uh, obedient to the ways of God. We want to be obedient to having our nets prepared because we can only have as much as what we have prepared. Amen. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, you know, we're talking about kingdom business. We're talking about kingdom business. And one of the things that you see in kingdom business is that God wants you to have an abundance. Let's look at this. <laughs> Amen. Joni, glory to God. See, somebody's paying attention. She said, whoop, whoop, 40 Bitcoin. Here we come. How much was that? It's, it's more today. So... I made like $800 this morning, actually, not on Bitcoin, but on other stuff. So it's, um, it, it rose on something that I had. Yeah, it went way up, so glory to God. And um, it's, good to, it's good to listen to the Lord. <laughs> it's good. So how much was 40 Bitcoin? Let's figure it up. I, I love Joni's faith. Yep, here we go, 40 Bitcoin, here we come. It was like 1.4 million or something. Yeah. 1.476 million. That's awesome. Just 40 Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin used to be 10 cents a piece, so 40 of them would have been $4. You could have bought Bitcoin, 40 Bitcoin for $4. Is that right? Yeah, $4. You could have bought you know, Bitcoin for $4, 40 of them, and it'd be worth 1.47 million today. <laughs> I, should have been, I should have been paying attention to God's kingdom then. Sorry, Lord, but I'm ready now. Are you ready now? If you're ready now, put some hands up in the comments. Big business building habits. You know, we should have really done some good research to get the habits a B word too because I feel like we failed <laughs> at this moment. But uh, one of the things I want you to see is uh, let's go to, huh? Yeah, big business building behaviors. Of course, nobody would use it like that, but anyway, habits. We got B in the word, so is that a success? Uh, I feel kind of funny today. That's what happens when you stay up all night working. Um, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, or excuse me, um, yeah, chapter 9, and let's look at verse 8. Amen. I see hands up in the comments. That's awesome. Big, amen. My dad's online. He says, I'm ready now. Yes, glory to God. So we received 
We just got it up for the Bitcoin. I'm really happy about that. Um, you can put that up in the comments. It's in the uh, it's in the notes. Put that link up there just so people can go see it. It's, it's nothing, you know. It's not like graphically designed or anything, but it's there. We did see when the Lord gives you a command. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Start now. Amen. Um, you want to. You want to make sure that you're ready and the net's prepared. What we talked about yesterday uh, was in the story when Jesus called his disciples, but it started out with blessing his disciples and giving them an abundance for every good work. And uh, they had so much. God doesn't want you to just fill your boat. He didn't want to give you one fish. He wants to give you so much. Did God know how much that they would receive? They had so many fish, the nets started to break. Their boat started to sink. They called their partners over, and their boat started to sink. Didn't God know how much the boats would hold? Didn't he know how much the nets would hold? Yeah, he doesn't care. He wants to get you in abundance. He wants to get you in abundance. And uh, if he can get you in abundance, and your heart is for the kingdom, then he can flow massive wealth through you. Put it in the comments right now. I will have massive wealth of God flow through me to the kingdom. Get that in your heart right now. I will have massive wealth of God flow through me for the kingdom. Amen. Glory to God. So uh, let's look at these verses real quick and then we're going to go over to Matthew. And, and you, you got to understand we are in a separate kingdom. We are in the world, but we're not of it. Colossians 1.13, we are translated. We cease to be in a kingdom of darkness. We cease to be in that system. And God says you can't serve both systems. You either got to serve God. You'll either serve God or mammon. You'll serve one system or the other, God's system or the world system. You got to choose. If you got a foot in both, you're going to lose, right? You got to choose. If you got a foot in both systems, you're going to lose, okay? And it's just that way. The Lord, he's shown us that in the Word. You're in a different system. It operates on different principles. Those principles are faith, hope, and love. Uh, faith uh, is a trust and belief in God, his character and nature. Hope is joy, confidence, and expectation. And love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. And if a system that you're operating by is not wholeheartedly inside of faith, hope, and love, you're operating in the wrong system. That means you, you're going to lose because you didn't choose one system or the other. And uh, you want to choose God's system, but it operates differently. It's a, it's a uh, faith and confession. It's hope and love. It's, it's the things of God and the things that he's shown us in here. It's sowing and reaping. It's giving and receiving, right? Uh, this is what it is. And that's okay. Uh, it's giving and receiving. But it doesn't work. You can't go and like be a salesman and use fear of loss in God's system. You're going to lose that way. You can't use worldly tactics that are not based on the Word of God. Uh, if you do that, you're going to end up losing. And even if you have what some people would call success inside, you're not going to have the richness of God. You're not going to have the success in your heart. So we've got to understand that we're in a different system. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're ambassadors of heaven, right? We're not serving the world system and the mammon system. We're serving God's system. And we are going to build big business 
by forming the proper habits that God has for us. And one of the first things is to see what is God's will for you. I just mentioned a few uh, yesterday. Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That's literally talking about spiritually and materially. It's talking about both of those things. He, he says, look, I want, just like the prodigal son, he said, everything I have is yours. That He was showing us what his heart is, right? Another thing he said, he said, Christ was made poor that you might be made rich, right? And whether that was, some people, it, that context is actually talking about materially, but even if somebody, you know, felt like that was talking about spiritually, well, then you go back to 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 that I mentioned before, as your soul prospers, I beloved above all things, I wish that you prosper, right? So either way, he wants you that way. The word says in Galatians, we are blessed with faithful Abraham. Go back to Genesis. Abraham was blessed and he was very rich. Very rich is what the word says in cattle, livestock, and gold. God wants you to have an abundance, not just materially, materially, not just financially, but in every area of life. He wants every area of your life to be full till the overflowing. Remember, my cup overflows. I've come, Jesus said, that you might have life to, and the Amplified shows what the words really meant, to the full till it overflows. In Deuteronomy, I think it's 8.18, it says that I, I will give you the power to get wealth and to establish my covenant. He said, I want you to have wealth and riches, and he tells us the concept is, and I don't want you to have any sorrow with it. You'll be the lender and not the borrower. That means you've got to have over, overflow. Uh, you'll be the head and not the tail. You're not going to be uh, wagged by the ways of the world. That, you could be, but that's not what God wants for you. He wants you to be blessed. He said uh, in Galatians 3.8, he, he says, that the Lord preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, through you all the nations would be blessed. In other words, his plan is to bless his people so that the people of the world would be blessed and know that he's a blessing God. Uh, Hebrews 11, he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. But what we're getting at is we've got to know that God wants you blessed. You got to know that God wants you in abundance. Let's look at this scripture because this is a huge one. And it talks about giving and sowing. And a lot of people are not walking in the blessing that God has for them because they're not operating in the system. They're not operating in God's kingdom system. And so if you're not a sower and a giver, you're not in love. And he says, For God so loved that he gave. Sowing is a part of his love. It's something he's commanded us to do. Giving tithes and offerings, that's something he's told us to do. And if you're not operating in that, you're missing out. You're missing out. God will bless a giver. God will bless a cheerful giver. We have his word on it. We have his promise. And, and that's another thing. In Malachi 3, see if I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that, that you won't be able to hold, right? He wants to overflow us. Doesn't he know how big that that uh, doesn't he know how big that boat was how big that net was he did he did Isaac I, we read Genesis 26 Isaac became so wealthy uh, he became so wealthy that the heathen nation the Philistines came to him and said you got to leave you're too powerful 
You're too powerful. And the, the unbelievers, the world envied what Isaac had. He sowed in a famine. That doesn't even make good logical sense. Don't waste seed in a famine. But he sowed because he had fellowship. He was in a different kingdom. He had the word from the Lord. He sowed, and in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. In a famine, he had so much abundance, they said, you're too powerful. you got to get away from us. This is awesome. You know, this is God's plan. We see it over in um, in the end of Genesis. We see uh, in Genesis, I think it might be 22. Is that, let's see. Um, no, no, it's got to be beyond that. It's got to be more like uh, 32 or 42. And uh, you see in Genesis, I think it's 42, where uh, Jacob is going and he's sitting there talking to the Lord and the Lord says this, the Lord, the Lord says, I want to make you distinguished. I want to make you distinguished. Seems like it's like 4211 or something. But uh, he says, I want to make you distinguished. In other words, I want to bless you so much, you don't look like everybody else. That is the blessing of Abraham that came through Isaac and came on Jacob. And he wants that same blessing to be on you and me. We're blessed with faithful Abraham. We got to get to know that this poverty, this average, this mediocrity is not the will of God. And until we get that down inside of us, see the devil has been holding people back with a demonic doctrine saying that if you just have enough uh, to pay your bills and maybe a little bit more that you're good. You're not good because you have a father that is wealthy. That would be that would be like having a billionaire father and find out that his son is making minimum wage. You know, that is a travesty, especially because our God is much bigger than a billionaire. Our God is much bigger. We are not designed to live that way, but many people don't have the things that God wants. I'm going to read you a verse here that shows this. Don't have the things that God wants because they haven't known that God wants them. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Put that in the comments. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And then... Uh, 4926, is that where it is? Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, so faith begins where the will of God is known. All right. We've got to know that God wants us blessed. God wants us blessed. Put that in the comments. God wants me blessed. And remember what I said yesterday. You've got to react in faith to the things of God. Don't just sit silent. He, you know, God wants us to be the people that will confess things, that will speak things, that will see the, the will of God. And when you're listening to something like this, even typing it out, it does something in us when we react on the promises of God, the goodness of God, the nature of God, right? There's things that happen when we start to confess and praise and worship. There's things that happen. God wants you blessed. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things I want you to see is this. Two verses in 2 Corinthians 9. The first is verse 8. When we tap into God's system and His system is sowing, it says, and God, here's the heart of God. He says this because He wants you to have it. Listen, write this right now in the comments. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. He tells me this because He wants me to have it. He tells me 2 Corinthians 9, 8, because he wants me to have it. Make it yours. Get it in you. Listen. He said, and God is able to make 
all grace, not some grace, all grace abound to you, not just trickle to you, abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, <laughs> all these absolutes that God is saying, all these things that God wants us to have, always he is able to make all grace abound so that always having all sufficiency in everything. And in other words, after all that, what area, at what time are you not supposed to have an overflowing of all? There's none. That's what he's telling us so that we'll grab a hold of it. You know, just so we can be rich financially? No. So that we can be blessed to be a blessing. And the, and the purpose of it is seen in the very last part of that verse. So that you may have an abundance for every good work. God doesn't want you to just have a trickle for each good work. He wants you to have an abundance. He wants you to have an abundance. He wants you to have an abundance in, for every good work, for every good deed. But verse, verse 10, let's look at it. I just spit all over my Bible. That was good. <laughs> verse 10, he who supplies seed to the sower. So now I want, I want you to see this. If we will purpose in our heart, to be a sower, if we'll purpose in our heart to be a sower, God will give you seed you didn't have. Please put that in the comments. Get this. A lot of people think that everything, a lot of people think that everything they have is coming out of what they already possess. No. You set your heart. You set your heart, and as you set your heart, God will give you seed. As you set your heart, God will give you seed. He said he supplies seed to the sower. And we know that because just a couple of verses earlier in context it says purpose in your heart to sow. Purpose in your heart to sow. And then a couple of verses later he says, and those people that will purpose in their heart to sow, they are now a sower. I'll give them seed. I'll give them seed. He said now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Now watch that. If you're born again, how many people are righteous that are born again? If you go to 2 Corinthians, the same chapter, back up a few, or same book, back up a few chapter, 2 Corinthians 5, it says this in verse 21 that God has made us that are born again the righteousness of God in Christ. The righteousness of God in Christ. Every believer is made righteous by God. Every believer is made righteous by God. But here's what he says. You can increase if you sow and you, and you actually operate in the kingdom things and you sow... It says you can increase the harvest of your righteousness. In other words, not every believer's harvest is the same. Not every believer's harvest is the same. No, it's not the same. It's based off of how they interact with the kingdom of God, how they interact with seed time and harvest, and how they interact in willingness and obedience to the things of God and his ways. His ways are holy, but many people are sitting back, and they're not interacting with the kingdom of all. They're still operating in the world system, and they end up serving that, that demonic spirit of mammon. 
In order to have big business habits, you have to see that. Now, again, on the kingdom, let's go to Matthew and chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. And let's go to verse 13. Matthew 14, 13. Now when Jesus heard about John, he withdrew from there in a boat and secluded uh, to a secluded place by himself. And when the people heard of this, they followed him on foot from the cities. When he went ashore, he saw a large crowd and felt compassion on, for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This place is desolate and the hour is already late. Uh, so send the crowds away that they may go to the village and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. They said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Ordering the people to sit down on the grass, he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up toward heaven, he blessed the food and breaking the loaves, he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they picked up what was left over from the broken pieces, 12 full baskets. There were about 5,000 men who ate besides women and children. In other words, the average person says at a minimum there was one man and one wife and one child for, per family. At a minimum, that's 15,000 people that ate that day off of five loaves and two fish. And then after everybody ate, there was still an abundance. You took one bag, one Happy Meal, and turned it into 12 baskets big enough to hold a man. 12 baskets of leftovers. In other words, God said, well, I know how much it'll take to feed 15,000, but I believe in increase. God wants to pour out in your life. He can do it. If he can do it in the middle of a field with just one happy meal, one kid's happy meal, he can do it in your life and in your business. Amen? If he can do it in the middle of the desert, he can do it in, in my life. Put that in the comments. If he can do it in the middle of a famine, he can do it in my life. If he can do it in the middle of a famine of, of fishing, he can do it in my life. If he can do that in the middle of a desert where, where Jacob is running and all of a sudden there's nothing there and he can say, I want you distinguished, he can do it in your life. God wants you blessed. He wants you increased. Now, in order to do it, we have to see that God wants us blessed. He wants us in increase. He does like extra. Joni says God likes extra. He absolutely, he is an excessive God. You know, a lot of people, they'll say, well, you don't want to go to excess. And, that, and that, I understand what they're saying. That's true. But when it comes to the love of God and the blessing of God, God's excessive. He's an excessive God. One of the things I want to talk about today as we, as we finish up that part what are some big business building habits and behaviors? You know, how do we balance godly wisdom and the thinking and the flow? So in other words, we talked about, it's really important that we see uh, what we've been talking about since this year began. If you go back and watch the broadcast from the beginning of January, we've been talking about how to get the wisdom of God and how to, uh, how to not get in worldly logic, right? 
And we have to understand that in order to get into God's system and God's kingdom, we can't stay in a worldly logic. We've got to have the wisdom and the logic of our loving Father. He's the one who will show us to buy a Bitcoin when it's 10 cents. He's the one that will show us those things, right? And uh, he's the one that will leave that there, and all of a sudden those things explode and become something, right? He's the one that will show you to hold on to it when everybody else would have sold it when it was worth $100. But they'll just let it sit and let it sit and let it sit, and all of a sudden they'll be in exactly the right place at the right time doing the right thing, and God will have, uh, you know, have them in a place of just supernatural, excessive wealth. Glory to God. I believe, I, yeah, thank you, Lord. He, I, he's just, he's given me this word for you right now. There's going to be people that are hearing this, that are listening, that will have some of those testimonies. They'll listen to the Lord. They'll put their flesh down and their logic down, and they'll buy the right thing at the right time, and it'll turn out to be millions. It'll turn out to be millions. Do you receive it? Lord, I receive it right now. I just saw it in my spirit. I saw people that are watching this that'll receive millions because they just did the right thing at the right time. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. But here's one of the things that we talked about. How do you have godly wisdom? I want to give you this. How do you have godly wisdom? But And... At the same time, he's given us a brain. So where does the thinking come in? Where does that operation come in? And let me just give you, this is a, a building big business behavior, a big business habit, right? This is, this is one of those things where you will actually see this is how God wants me to operate. The first thing that we always need before we take any action is we need to hear from the Lord. It's his word out by every word, Matthew 4, 4, by every word of God that proceeds from his mouth. That is how we will have life to the full till it overflows. We've got to hear from the Lord. Remember, Jesus only did what he saw the Father do. He only did what he heard. He only said what he heard the Father say. In other words, Jesus himself did not move unless he heard from the Lord. Now, so where does thinking come in? Is is that supposed to be a wooden uh, relationship where you take one step, stop, wait to hear from God, take one more step, stop, wait to hear from God, turn left, stop, wait to hear from God, and there's no flow to it? No. God wants us to have a flow, right? He, he wants us to have a flow, and that's actually the answer to it. Once you, here's where thinking does come in. Once you have a direction from God and you know enough details to move, you just flow in that direction. In other words, like when we're, uh, when we're actually doing uh, church business, right? Uh, when, he first, when we first started Boomerang, here's what he said. He spoke to me the week before. We were actually focused on the county that we live in. But the week before, he spoke to me and he said, uh, he said, Boomerang will be a new direction for Albemarle. Boomerang will be a new direction for Albemarle. So one of the things that we did is we immediately changed our wording and our focus, not on the county. He didn't say the county. He said the city. We changed our wording and our focus towards the city first. 
You know, we knew that it would expand over time, but right now we have a word of this. We're not going to go and try and reach the whole county when God said specifically the city. You know, in my heart was the county. I knew when he said it, that was the Lord talking because if you'd have left it to my own logic, I would have said the county uh, because I knew that was our ultimate, uh, that was an ultimate place where we were going uh, maybe not the end all, but it was definitely what we would do as a church in Stanley County is focus on the county. But he said, when you start, I want you to focus on the city. Well, sure enough, provision as we started out in that place, provision ended up being in the city, not in the county. Now, some years later, the Lord uh, redirected us, and, and this is going to be important, and now we are in the county, and now we're in a building that's in the county, and our focus is not just the city and the county. Our focus is regional now, but it's because we were obedient to the Word of God when He gave us something that was smaller than what we thought at first. So one of the things is being willing and obedient to what God says is very important. So you can put that in the comments. One of those things, being willing and obedient to hear from God and, or to do what God says. The second thing is always hear from God first and then flow. Second thing is always hear from God first and then flow. And what that means is this. You want to make sure that you've heard from the Lord before you take action. And in order to hear from the Lord, if you haven't heard some of that teaching, you have to, have to know two things, what to do and when to do it. Many people, as soon as they hear the what, they assume the when is right now, but it's not. The when is also what you need to hear. You need to know that God said, do it now. There's a timing to the Lord, and so we need to know that. So when, when God's told us to do something, if I don't know the when, I just keep praying in the Holy Ghost. I just kept, keep letting the Holy Spirit lead me uh, to the place where I know that it's time to do that, right? He'll show you. Now, what will happen is if it's time, you'll have this ongoing. This is really a place where it's good to have a pastor to reach out to, to bounce these things off of, to confirm it for you, uh, to bring that experience in there, who also has experience in hearing from the Lord and knows what his voice sounds like. So I'll just keep praying, but when it's time, he'll either speak that it's time directly or there'll be such a, a, a leading and a conviction in my heart, I can't, I can't sit on this anymore. Like, for example, yesterday when the Lord, I'm sitting here talking about expanding your net and being ready for the net. And um, amen. <laughs> Kevin Nowicki said it helps to have a Pastor Brian to bounce stuff off. <laughs> amen. Um, and I knew yesterday when the Lord spoke to me, get that cryptocurrency, Bitcoin ready to receive now. Get that net open now. So I'm not waiting. I told you this afternoon I'll be looking into it, and I, did, I was. And uh, I'm not going to wait on that when I know the Lord told me to do that. So what you do is you hear from the Lord first, but you, all, you have to hear the what, and then you have to hear the when. But then from that point, you flow. So in other words, God didn't tell, um, you know, I seek the Lord on what the message is each Sunday, but he didn't tell me every detail of doing kingdom business. 
I moved in the direction of being a pastor of Boomerang Church. And there were things that I needed to decide. And if it was a big item or I had leading that I needed to talk to the Lord about it, I would ask him that directly. But otherwise, like, I didn't have to talk to the Lord to find out if I needed to open up uh, a, an account with the power company so that we could have church. That flow was already in uh, the uh, command to have a church because we needed power, we needed light, we needed these things uh, to be that viable church and to help people grow in the things of God. These are tools available. I didn't have to check with the Lord to see if, if it was okay to go open a power company account. No, and we know that's good. In other words, that's where the thinking, the logical thinking and the worldly thinking is right is when you're acting on the word that God's already given you. And so you flow in that. But here's the check, and here's where people miss it. Some people get so used to thinking in their physical brain that they never, and this is the key, this is the part I want you to put down, always stay open to instruction, correction, and redirection. Always stay open in the flow to instruction, correction, and redirection. And so many people don't stay yielded in those moments. And because they don't stay yielded, when the Lord uh, gives you a different direction or a correction or a redirection, uh, we miss it and we stay going here because we're flowing in a worldly thinking instead of yielding to the spiritual wisdom first. So in other words, we always prioritize the wisdom of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit above our physical thinking. Always, always. And by doing that, it keeps us open. It keeps our spiritual ears open to hear from the Lord. This is where the balance of that comes in. This is where, and see, this is how you can be ready for a change in the market. This is how you can be ready for a change in society. Uh, let me give you an example of this. So uh, this is 2021. 2020 was the year uh, that everybody, for the most part, hated. It was so challenging. It was so crazy. At the, our church, we act, it was literally our best year we've ever had. It is truthfully the best year we've ever had. 2020, the year that everybody else hated, uh, we loved it. You know, it was, we were blessed, majorly blessed. And the, our people were blessed. And our people had hope while everybody else is like getting beat up. Our people are like excited. Right? That's the way it's supposed to work. They were moving in overflow, even of hope. They were living in abundance, even of their hope, faith, and love. That's the way it's supposed to work. So now one of the things that, that happened was this. Before the year began, in 2019, the Lord wrote it in my heart. He said, I want, I want you to get ready to do more video. Okay, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. But had I not heard that and started praying and thinking that way, we wouldn't have been prepared. And then when the lockdown in 2020 happened, we were already prepared and we were ready to go. And we had actually been working on volunteers and people and the Lord had been sending provision, not just in money, but in, in people and volunteers to make this program happen. There's a lot of people that help out. And let me just say this. Let me just say this. Amen. 
Kevin said, I expanded in 2020. Serena said, Boomerang thrived in 2020. <laughs> Let me just say this. Over the last few weeks, y'all would not believe how many changes we've had in this production. To you, it looks similar. Maybe the background's different, but... Uh, let me tell you, we have had some changes. <laughs> there, I'm major and almost every single day. And this crew of people has done amazing. And I am so pleased. I'm going to look at some of them. I am so pleased with you guys. I am so pleased with you guys. And uh, in the control room, I am so pleased with you. They, I can't tell you how much stuff that they've worked hard, stayed late, figured things out, and it's been amazing. They have done so, so well. And, uh, but see, they had to be, why were they ready to do that? Because for the last few years, before this all happened, we taught on leadership and embracing change. Yeah. So when God called the change, when he called in the playbook, a, a, a playbook of change, a, a change play, they were ready. They were prepared. Their hearts were prepared. It was awesome. But here's one of the things. Here's one of the things that um, I want you to see. So the Lord said, "Get ready for that video." And then all of a sudden, the lockdown happens, and He says, "I want you to go on live and broadcast every single day to give a fresh daily piece of my bread word to the people, so that they will have a spiritual nutrition." sitting there for them every single day for those who will eat it. I want them to be ready. I want you to do it. And when, when we did that, because we were prepared and we were prepared to do that, we were right in the right place to be able to give that video, not just a boomerang, but to the world. And then all of a sudden in the middle of that, the Lord says, he just very lightly says it in my spirit. I don't want you to stop this. Once the lockdown's over, over keep doing it. So lunch, lunch Plus was born. And all of a sudden, now we're prepared. We have the best equipment we've ever had. We have the best studio we've ever had. We have the best crew that we've ever had. There have been so many things that have changed, and it's all positive. It's all good. And then the issue is, yeah, they've been working hard these last few weeks. But the truth is, and as we, it's, all this stuff makes it easier for us. It'll be easier and easier and easier and easier. Yeah, we put in some work. We've sown in in the beginning, but, man, we're going to reap a harvest. We're already reaping it. We're already reaping a harvest. You guys are reaping a harvest. You don't even see it. You don't even know yet. It's, it's harvest time. Amen. And this is awesome. They, I'm so pleased with them. But it came from being plugged in, hearing from the Lord. But did I stop and ask the Lord, you know, what cord to get? for all of these? No, that's where the flow of that came in. But yet I'm always yielded because he may say, this cord is better than that one because they are, they are different. He may tell me that. So I always prioritize hearing from him. And this is a habit. So I want to hear from him first, but then I flow in my physical thinking to bring about that word. And if, if I but I always keep my spiritual ears open so that if he gives me instruction, correction, or redirection, I can make that change quickly and efficiently and be right in the right place at the right time. So that's, that's one of the habits I want to talk about. And uh, I got like three other ones that I want to tell you about, about the next few years, some things that are going to happen. So we'll talk about this again tomorrow. But here's what I want you to do. Watch this. In terms of sowing and receiving, 
in terms of sowing and receiving, how, if that is God's way and that is God's system, how are you going to go higher if you're not open to changing the level of that sowing? How are you going, if sowing and reaping, if giving and receiving is a system of God, and you don't change what you're doing and believe God to do it bigger, then how is it ever going to change? For example, how's a farmer, uh, let's say a farmer has a 100-acre field, which is a big field, you know, um, not, the, not the biggest, but watch this. How's the farmer going to, you know, there's only so much corn you can plant on a 100-acre field. You got 100 acres and you can't plant it, you know, closer together. There's a distance. You go to the, you know, most efficient, most productive amount, how far away, how far away the rows are, all of these things, you get them closer, they stop growing as much and it's not as efficient. So you plant more seed, but you get less out of it. How can that farmer increase his harvest? Just in physical terms, not talking about spiritual, just in physical terms. The only way he can increase that is if there's some kind of wisdom that, that he has that other people don't, favor that he has, you know, it rains on his field, but not other people's field, which God wants to give us both of those things. But, but outside of those, how can he increase that? The only thing he can do is plant more seed, but he, he doesn't have enough field in that way. But he's got, so in the kingdom of God, we've got plenty of fields, uh, but some fields are better than others. Know that soil is different. But here's the thing, he's got to plant more seed. He's got to find himself another field or he's got to buy land adjacent to make that field bigger, right? But he's got to plant more seed. That's the only way that it's really going to come about outside of supernatural wisdom or favor. He's got to plant more seed. So now who's that in the hands of? That's in the hands of you and me. Well, what did we just read in 2 Corinthians 9? He says, look, he says, he says, if you will sow abundantly, I'll give you seed according to what you purpose in your heart. So if you will get abundant and cheerful in your heart, God will give you seed according to that abundance and cheerfulness. So in other words, if we want a harvest in our lives to increase, we have to let the Lord bring, give us more seed by believing God to, to be a bigger sower. So here's the thing. How are we going to increase if we're not believing God to sow bigger? You know, one of the things that Nicole and I have done that have really changed our life. I, well, let me just, let me give this. The Lord let, put it on our hearts. The Lord put it on our hearts several years ago that every time we came into a, a meeting physically with one of our spiritual leaders, one of our spiritual fathers, that we would put seed in their hand. And it started out at one level. After a short period of time, the Lord said, that's not enough. Up it. And so now we, we upped it. And when we, let me tell you, as soon as we started doing that, our finances broke through. And I'd heard that from Pastor uh, Mark Barclay, who had heard that from Pastor John Osteen, uh, talking about doing that. He, when he said it is when I got revelation on it. And it, it changed our life. If Nicole's on here, she'll, she'll attest to it. Our financial life changed when we started doing that. There's... There's something in it. Not given to their ministry, given to them personally. It changed. Yeah. 
And um, so then the Lord said, I want you to up it. And I was like, okay, I'll up it. And things I used to desire to have in my pocket now were in my pocket all the time, right? But I had to believe God for it. Like I had to put faith out there to have enough in my pocket to give that. You know, we have, we have uh, basically six different men of God, <laughs> And we see them on a regular basis. And uh, with six different men of God, uh, that comes around often. And I had to put faith to have it physically in my hand to be able to give. I had to increase my faith for seed. Well, guess what? I'd go, I'd be sitting there, I wouldn't have that much that, that day or whatever going on. I'd be getting ready to go watch it. I'm believing God for increase somehow, some way. And somebody walk up to me and say, Pastor, uh, God just told me to give you this. And, and I'd literally be like, thank you, I know what it's for. Getting ready is going to be awesome, you know. And they give it to me the day, right before I walk out the door or something. It, it was just awesome. And uh, then uh, the Lord recently, he said, I want you to double it. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, it challenged me. It challenged me. I was like, whoo, this is, and he, he said, you need to increase your faith. You need to believe, believe for more. And I said, okay, I believe for more. And there were, you know, there were times where I was believing God for it. And it seemed like it wasn't there. And then all of a sudden it come through, but I just stood on this promise of provision. Here's the thing. I was believing them for seed and for seed and he increased the harvest. If I'll, if I will focus on my heart to sow and the faith for seed, God will focus on the harvest. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given. So, you know, and that's for not just for a man of God or a woman of God, but that's for ministries and there are ministries that, that are that way. Amen. Let me read this. Barrett said, when George and I started believing the Lord to sow into our shepherds personally, above the tithe and offering, it stretched us. And every time the Lord has provided the seed and blessed us quickly. Glory to God. I, I know. It, why? Because it's God's way. It's God's system. So anyway, uh, as you go and you sow from this day forward, don't be stagnant in your faith. Don't be stale in your faith. Believe God for more right? This is a way of God and a system of God. Why would I be telling you to do that? Because where you're believing for maybe $100 as a special offering now, maybe, maybe $10 as a special offering, I want you to believe for 10000 I want you to be to the place, because listen, here's, why do I want that? Because I want the 10000 No, there's plenty of people that will give 10000 to the ministry over time, right? And uh, that's already begun. Here's the thing. That's not the issue. The issue is, if you have enough to give 10000 what abundance did that come out of? Yeah. <laughs> You're in the hundreds of thousand dollar range, generally, if you have that. You've got something flowing through you. I want you blessed in abundance to do every good work for the kingdom of God. Amen? I want you blessed. And so today, as we're believing big, go back to what we talked about first. Lord, you want us blessed. Father, we just ask you today what you would have us to sow, and we praise you for it. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Yeah, there, there you go. To give, you can go to giveww.org. Uh, in Facebook, you can uh, type in hashtag donate followed by the amount. We just got Cash App up and going, and you can do uh, the dollar sign give B, uh, BC right now. We'll have that actually for what's right as well later on. And, or you can text to give right there. There's so many different ways before, uh, and Bitcoin, they put that link up earlier. Put that link up again for Bitcoin. Amen. 
So all of these ways, we make it easy for people to give. Some people have uh, resources in different places. It makes it easy. But the issue is, it's, you know, not everybody maybe not everybody's supposed to give today. I'm not going to determine that. I'm not going to say it is an absolute. But the issue is this. What is God leading you to? What is he leading you to in that way? What's, what's going on in your life? And what does God have planned in your future? And all you got to do is say, Father, what do you want me to give? Matter of fact, matter of fact, if you feel any pressure whatsoever, I, I, don't, I don't want you to give today. I, when I'm teaching you, I actually want you to know for where you go to church. You know, I want you to know for your future. I want you to be walking in those blessings everywhere. So if you're feeling any pressure or compulsion, the word says don't give like that. I don't want you to give like that. But what I'm teaching, I want to plant the seeds of this word in you and this abundance and increase so that you will not be in average any longer in your finances or in anything else in life. God wants you blessed. He wants you in abundance for every good work. I want to plant that word in you so that you will see it and be who God's called you to be. It, it's not okay for believers to sit in poverty. It's not okay for believers, the children of God, to sit in lack. It's not okay for believers, uh, you know, it's not okay for, <laughs> Kevin, don't shotgun give. <laughs> that's a story I, I'm not going to be able to tell you, but anyway, it's funny. Um, that's funny, Kevin. Um, I, it's got to be, God does not want his children operating in small. He wants you to have an abundance for every good work, and he will give you the tools to do it. He'll show you how to get there, but I'm not going to tell you that your flesh won't be challenged. Your flesh will try to serve mammon in the world system and hold on and hoard, but God will say, no, nope, I want you to give right here. I want you to sow, and uh, you know, I know your flesh may or may not like it or probably won't like it at all, but I know your flesh won't, but as you trust me, you'll step out of that. So if you'd like to give today, you're welcome to. Uh, no, you don't have to. We sow this word and we sow this broadcast into you so that your life goes up. And, uh, you know, I know there's a bunch of people that watch and they don't go to our church. I want you to be a blessing in your church. I want you to pay off the building at your church. I want you to buy all their camera equipment that they need. You can do it. God doesn't need 100 people to do it. He can have you that learns his system, learns his ways, and you can do all of those things. So if you'd like to give today, uh, there's the... Um, you can give by Bitcoin. You can go to giveww.org. You can give once or recurring or partner. Uh, uh, Cash app, GiveBC, uh, or uh, Facebook. You can give uh, hashtag donate followed by the amount, or you can text to give. There's the number on the screen. I like y'all's graphics. Y'all did good. It looks good. Amen. Good job, guys. Anyway, we praise God for you. I pray that this has helped you and blessed you today. Big business. We're going to talk some more about it tomorrow. There's, other, there's principles that God has for us that will lead you in the increase. And I've, I'll tell you, I've been, my faith has risen this year. And let me just tell you this last thing. Let me just tell you this last thing. Several years ago, the Lord told me, I, I mentioned this, but I, feel, I felt led to tell it today. Why am I telling you these things? Just so that you'll give today or give in the future? No. I'm telling you these things because I want you out of bondage. I want you out of, out of lack. Several years ago, the Lord told me, actually, let me see that uh, paper. Yeah, that was 2016, the end of 2016. Uh, the Lord uh, told me, 
I want you to preach on increase and supernaturally erasing debt. We fasted and prayed at the beginning of 2017, and uh, we had a service where we brought in our debt on a sheet of paper and we shredded that stuff. That year, that year, in, a, in probably what, 20 families? 20 families. Um, we had over $960,000 worth of debt supernaturally erased, and we had over 160000 of increase in their salaries that would be there for each year uh, forward. God blessed it. God blessed it, and he told me this year he wants more of the same. Amen. Je Glory, Barrett just said George and her had over $9,000 of debt erased in the first month. The first month. That was, and that was not uncommon. That was not uncommon. That happened, that happened all over the place. God wants you out of bondage. And listen, poverty and lack is a bondage. The Bible teaches that. It shows that. Abundance is the blessing, and abundance is the heart of God. That's why I'm giving you these principles. I love you so very much. If you want to sow, you're welcome to. Lord, right now, everybody that sows, let it be blessed. Let it be overflowing. And we just praise you, and we worship you, and we thank you. Lord, press down, shaking together, running over. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you so very much, and we'll see you tomorrow. Here's Barrett to wrap it up. Have you been blessed this week? Oh my goodness, what a great series that we are in. Your finances are about to go to a place that you never even dreamt that they could go because God is so much bigger than our dreams. Thank you for being on. Take this broadcast, share it. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and share it to your page. If you're on YouTube right now, take the link copy it, and then post that to your Facebook page. Send it to a friend because this broadcast is something that is designed to change your life and those lives that are around you. You are awesome. Thank you for being on today. Before we wrap up, another quick reminder. I know I told it to you before the word, but for those of you who weren't there or people who just like hearing it again, I get hyped every time we talk, to, talk about it. Kickstarter 21. It's in like three days, three days. I'm doing quick math. I don't know. But it's Thursday today, and Sunday is when Kickstarter 21 is happening. Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. is going to be here at Boomerang with us. He and his whole family, they're coming in. It's going to be powerful. If you can put the graphic up one more time, I don't know if it's still up there or not, but you can go to the QR code, scan that. It'll take you to the website that has all of the information on it. It'll tell you where you can fly into, what hotels are good, which hotels that we have a hookup with that you can use our discount code. We want you to be able to be here. If you have questions, send us a message and we'll answer them as soon as we can. But it's February 7th through the 12th at 6.30 p.m. each night. And we want to make sure that you are a part of what God is doing. We love you. We're going to be back tomorrow at 11.30 here on Lunch Plus. We love you. Be blessed. And we'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank <laughs> you.